This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 141 of the award-winning Fight Disciples podcast. Hope you are well. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, if this is the first time that you've ever stumbled across us, subscribe. We're on iTunes. All you got to do is hit up Fight Disciples. The easiest way of getting to that subscription is going through our website, fightdisciples.com loads of content on there previous podcasts loads of videos with fighters bit of blogging as well and of course that little button so therefore you'll never miss out on any future content now we've got a lot to talk about on today's show of course we do and it will be all boxing related from the weekend of fantastic crawler burns the Mm -hmm. undercard a little bit of eubank jr and all that shit however my colleague is currently sat across from me with his arms folded with a very stern look on his face. Now, I've tried to appease the situation because I knew that there would be an elephant in the room. Oh, Listen, I knew there would be an elephant in the room this morning, so I brought him a brew. He's kicked off because he doesn't drink coffee. He drinks tea. I totally forgot because I was getting a group coffee order in uh, for the team today. I'll tell you why Mm -hmm. I did that a little earlier on. I brought cakes. Oh, he didn't turn his nose up at that, did he? But he's still, (laughs) he's still in a mood. Still in a mood is the boy. Yep. Right, let's get it out of the way, right? Because we've got lots to talk about. So get it out of the way. No, no, before we get it, play, play the fucking audio. Play the audio from two weeks ago. Play it! Um, I want to have a go at you, mate. You know what I mean? I thought that we were tight. I thought that we we started this relationship off. We, we've worked hard over a period of time. We've picked up awards. There's people talking about us, putting us on national radio stations because of uh, the entertainment factor that we bring as a, as a collective. People are buying into the Fight Disciples brand. Now, all of a sudden, you've had a bit of success, haven't you? You know what I mean? You're getting above your station and you're starting to knock about with people that I slag off. What are you doing? <laughs> eh? Who do you slag off? Every week, Bunsy, I give him tons on this show, don't I? I give him absolute tons. No, not not for you. Ah, Bunsy, yeah, I'll be on your radio show, Bunsy. I'll come and hang out with you, Bunsy. Where are you, mate? Oh, you're over in uh, Vegas. Are you? No problem, I can do that. No bother, mate. Yeah, yes, I'll, 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 be, I'll be your MMA eyes and ears. No bother. Look at you, moonlighting. It, was, uh, it, it felt weird, to be honest, to be in a studio. Don't with a, backtrack with now. Presenter. Don't backtrack now. I bet you were in there going, yeah, that Catterall, he's a dickhead. He knows fuck all. He doesn't even fucking like boxing. Doesn't even like it. Well, he's... I was actually in studio with a guy called Will Perry. Mm. He, you know, listen, he, he really nice guy. But he wasn't us, man. This wasn't, it wasn't our vibe. It wasn't mm. clicking. You know, yeah. this is what we're all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he was better you, looking I bet you said you, that though, to which... the stripper as well, didn't you? Yeah. You said it to them all. <laughs> One thing I will say is that Will Perry is better looking than you, and I didn't Most like that. I, I, I like to be the handsome man yeah, in, the, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the studio, ah, you see. right. That's why you're here, is it? You know That's what I mean? exactly. Right. Okay, yeah. Big yourself up. Look, all right. <laughs> Look at you. You're cheating on me, and now you're giving me the reasons why you're cheating on me. <laughs> dirty pig. What have you got to say for yourself? I ain't got anything to say for myself because a couple of weeks ago, you went first. It's like, basically, you cheated first, so I cheated second, now we're even. (laughs) Two wrongs don't make a right. They do in this case, brother. (laughs) Unbelievable. Hang on a minute, right? One, you cheated on another radio broadcast, yeah? That's right. Which wasn't, you would not then feature on the TV. Now, okay, mine was another cheat on a radio broadcast that, was a possibility of being on the television. And if you'd have noticed, with all the messages that we got at the weekend, who was sat there? Balls deep with his Fight Disciples t-shirt on, man. Yeah? You can tell me out. 
Honestly, that was the only safe and grace you had at the weekend. That's it. Spend Your it. name was mud in my house. Absolute mud, I've got to be honest. I, I agreed to the gig to spread the Fight Disciples brand. That was That's the only what I thing. Did. That was the only thing. I'm sitting there through Carl Flotch's shite commentary, deliberately not listening to yours because I was like, the bastard. No, I'm not putting him on. No, I am not putting him on. And then suddenly I just seen you in the background and I just seen the Fight Disciples logo on your t-shirt and I thought, there's my lad there, look. <laughs> There's my boy there. I was all put proud as punch then. <laughs> Brand everywhere. Uh, for yeah. those that don't know, um, I was uh, on core comms at the weekend with our boy Luke Campbell, who I thought was absolutely Tremendous. fantastic. Yeah. Um, how would you know you didn't fucking listen? You told me afterwards. Yeah, it was, it was very good. good. <laughs> it was very good. Uh, Glenn McCrory was there as well as we were uh, at Crawler Burns at the weekend. Um, we're going to get stuck into that in a minute, but Nick was annoyed with me for me cheating on him because obviously, as you just heard previously, I had to go at him for cheating on me with Bunsey. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to point out um, that that gig that I was doing at the weekend actually takes it off Bunsey. So fuck you and your mate. <laughs> All right? <laughs> normally it's him and his pal Costello, we, innit? Have we jump shift now, have we? That's we it. Jump shift. That's it. Them lads are normally ringside doing the old commentary. I've gone, hey, boys, fucking big bollocks is in town now. <laughs> Sling your hooks. See you later, yeah. They're gone. They're out of the way. We're in there. Yeah. The new fight disciples are taking over. Hopefully, that's another thing as well, right? Yeah, you fell out with me. But you know full well that all back end of last week, I was I was, I was, was saying to the powers that be at TalkSport to say to him, listen, Fight Disciples will do this. Could this could be a, fight, this exactly. could be a Fight Disciples production. Mm-hmm. It's not my fault that they don't like a bit of Scouse. All mm-hmm. right. That's it. That's, it's, the Scousist. Uh, very much so, yeah. Mm. No, it's not that at all, my friend. Hopefully we, um, we'll be back together for a little bit of a Belfast broadcast. And who knows, we might even get ourselves down to uh, a little bit of a Cardiff broadcast as mm-hmm. well. Um, for those that do follow us on uh, social media, uh, at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, it might not have escaped uh, your uh, your viewing uh, that we do like to blow our own trumpet when we are uh, being commended uh, by industry professionals. You know what I mean? Self-praise is no praise, but we don't give a fuck. We're going to tell you about it. We like to retweet our own praise is what we like to do on this show. Oh, yeah. Shout it from the rooftops just to ram home, ram it right down your throats, your ears and your eyes, that we are award-winning. Soon to be... Multi award winning. <laughs> Love that word. Uh, we were nominated for an O2 Media Award at the back end of last week. And can I just point out as well that already we're already winners, mm-hmm. right? I know that sounds cheesy as fuck, but we're already win- winners. Now, why, the re- tell, tell us why. I'll tell you why we're already winners with that particular award. Even, even if they decide to give it to somebody else at this moment in time, mm-hmm. out of the shortlist, out of the nominees, there's only one audio broadcast, yeah. i.e., radio or podcast. There's only one. The other two that are nominated are television programmes. That's where we're fucking rolling now, all right? Yeah? We paint the pictures with our voices. And not only that, we're too ugly to be on TV. Well, I'm too ugly to be on TV, <laughs> right? So that's why we keep it audio. That's, that's what we're right. doing it, Keep man. it real. That's it. Nick's allowed to go on TV for BT Sport and sit next to Dan Hardy and do all of what he's doing in the world of UFC. I'm not. The, I'm like the ugly kid in the room that they just like keep chained up for a week. Keep him in the, the gimp. The keep, gimp. You're the gimp. Keep him away from the cameras, man. That's why I was only yeah. allowed in the background of the shot at the weekend on Sky Sports. Who's that fucking ugly bastard there? Keep him out the way, man. Bring out the gimp or go on live in five. That's it. Get that's the snooker it. ball out of his mouth. That's it. That's it. So when there, is, there are pieces to camera from now on, I will be behind the camera asking the questions and yep. the actual person that we're talking to will be in front of the camera. That's how we're going to roll it. Did you realise as well that in the shortlist for this, this award that we're in for now is the Granada's 
Olympic yeah, Olympic coverage. Olympic coverage is in there. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. So we're up Fight against... Disciples show, radio against the Olympics, show, man. against ITV's Olympic coverage. That's it. Bring it on. Now nah, we'll smash them up. Bring it on. Um, so we've got um, Olympic coverage and some rug- there's a rugby league programme as well, is which, we are, uh, which we're up against. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at you. I just... is, that, is that what it is? You fucking know exactly what it is, right? You've been online going, who are these fuckers, right? Let's have a look at them. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. Now, I uh, it is tough for the judges to obviously judge between audio and visual. Listen, it's fantastic to be nominated once again. Um, we are... Are you all right by going to the award ceremony, by the way? You know where it's at, don't you? You know where the award ceremony's oh, at? Oh, it's not Castle Grayskull, so that's all right. No, it's down the road. It's the other one in yeah. Manchester. Are you okay with that? I'm fine with the Etihad, yeah. It's not a problem. So the award ceremony is at the Etihad Stadium. It's a proper swanky do, you know what I mean? We've got to get whistle and flute. You can't turn up in that Fight Disciples t-shirt that I was wearing at weekend and that you've got currently got on right now, mate. We've got to, the, by the way, that's not it's not the same t-shirt. We don't share a t-shirt. Yeah, we we've do. Got, we've got our own. <laughs> I wouldn't fit in your t-shirt. I'm going to ask our uh, uh, clothing boys, Luke, one, yeah. come to the ceremony with us. Two, we need let, whistles. Let's get a whistle, but with badges on it. So on yeah, the back, yeah. a big Fight Disciples yeah. badge on the back of the whistle. It's like a Hells Angel. Pads. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> on the back of a whistle. And that's what we need to be doing. Um, just on that, by the way, if you need to get yourself some new threads, go to uh, our clothing partner's website, luke1977.com. Use this code FDLR15. It'll get you 15% off. Bought myself some new stuff at weekend, didn't I? Did yep. you, yeah? Kissed well, yourself out. Well, it's winter, isn't it? It's winter. I tapped him up and I asked him for a freebie and he went, you fucking... J- I sent you a box of swag last week. Jog on, <laughs> is basically what I got. Um, use the code. So uh, basically, we're using the code for 15% off a lovely little winter coat. Nice job. I like you. I like your mm. style. Uh, when it arrives later on this week, I will uh, send a lovely picture of myself with it on. All right? Um, well, without my head on, because as you know, I'm pig ugly and therefore I can't actually do that because I don't want to turn people off our social media. Uh, like I said, luke1977.com, FDLR15. One final point before we get stuck into the actual combat. Yep. Did you see that tweet from uh, the uh, the lads from the Fight Disciples that listen to us on a regular basis? Was it Liam? Liam. Liam, one of the Fight yeah, Disciples. Noonie and Hitchin. They actually were, they were sat at the top of the ring walk. So where, uh, obviously, Crawler and Burns come in, yep. they were right at the top of that. So as I was entering the arena, I got the old whistle. Oi! Ugly! <laughs> Come on over. So I comes on over and I had a little bit of a chat with him and they were having a bit of a crack with me and they showed me this picture that they'd just had, right? So obviously all the boxers, the trainers, the TV people, Eddie Earn, all them type of stuff are walking past them. So I'm thinking, all right, they've maybe knocked about with a celeb and got a picture taken with someone. Yeah. Guess who they got their picture taken with? <laughs> You're going to love this. And they tweeted it me and they've tweeted it to <laughs> Nick as well. Terry O'Connor. Fucking hell. Terry O'Connor. Honestly, they were pissing themselves. They're going, I've only I've done this for Nick. I've done this for Nick. I've had my picture taken with Terry O'Connor and I'm going to send it to him. You loved that, didn't you? Horrific. Did Come you- through on Saturday and I was like, oh my God. Did you see Terry? He looks a bit boggle eyed, did Terry? There. No wonder he's bloody scoring all these fights yeah, wrong. Exactly. What, he hasn't what, got a clue. One hour getting changed while other one was still taking shopping home. <laughs> they were all over the place, weren't they? Now I can understand yeah, exactly. why. Why exactly, you can't yeah. see a fight straight? Well, he's shite. Exactly. <laughs> Luckily enough, we didn't need him in the main event. No, he didn't, didn't need any referee of mine. Even Terry O'Connor couldn't have fucked up that main event at the weekend. Well, he could have. Well, yeah. He could have. Yeah, he could have. Let's, Terry O'Connor, yeah. let's start with the main event then, all right? <clears throat> yeah. For me, one of the most difficult... I think so. I thought it was quite a difficult fight to score. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you, mate, because it was very nip and tuck. These guys... As we alluded to with Anthony when we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, which you can watch on our uh, uh, Facebook page, uh, Fight Disciples on Facebook, um, that they would meet in the middle, you'd put a phone box around them, and they'd just go toe-to-toe in a way. There was a lot of 
technically brilliant inside work from both men. Mm-hmm. I personally didn't think that either of them, until maybe the last two rounds, didn't take control of the fight. It was, you have a go, I'll have a go. You yeah. have a go, I have a go. All the way through. Yeah, I was, uh, I'll be honest, I was quite disappointed. Uh, I was hoping it was going to be fight of the year, and we talked about it as much, and I think most fans have bought into the fact that judging by where they are in their careers that these two fighters were just going to absolutely gel and it was just going to be amazing but I think both of them went in there with really strong game plans and stuck to their game plans really well and depending on what corner in I think both corners actually thought they were winning nicking rounds when no one really took control of the fight at no point really did the fight come alive the seventh round there was a brief exchange where Mm. they were like kind of exchanging body shots three and four punches in bunches for a spell and then I thought, you know, got to the end of the tenth. I watched it on Saturday night for the first time, and but I was kind of I was out anyway, so I was watching it, but wasn't super watching it. You know, I wasn't engrossed in it. And uh, got to the end of the tenth, and I thought, wow, this is this looks like it's all to play for here. You know, it looks like Ricky's come on strong late on. I thought Anthony had this, was was stronger early on, but it's all to play for. And I thought Anthony Crawler won the final two rounds, so I thought Anthony Crawler won the fight. And then I watched it back on Sunday properly after Jane and the kids had gone to bed. And I sat there with a pen and tried to score it. But it was getting to the end of rounds and I was going, oh, fuck it. Oh, let me just wind that. Let me just yeah, wind yeah, the yeah. last minute. Yeah, watch yeah. the last minute again. It was so tough to score. Like When I first watched it, I I was out with the lads. I had a couple of beers, but I was watching thinking, is Crawler five up? Is, is Crawler like, has he won the first half of this fight completely? And then Ricky Burns won about four rounds. And I, I was like, hey. So, but I had it pretty close, and but then when I watched it yesterday, I had it much closer than that. Yeah. But then I don't know whether because the night before I'd gone, Crawler won the first six rounds. Ricky came on strong for four or five rounds. Crawler nipped it over the post. But that, so I don't know whether yesterday I was scoring it and going, hmm, I need to be more Ricky Burns. I need to give Ricky more 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 uh, respect for what he's doing off the mm, back foot mm. for that counter punching that he's doing. But even then, still I was like getting to the rounds, going, I can't. Can I give that to Ricky Burns? I don't feel like I can even give it to Crawler. Mm. It was weird. Such a weird fight to score. Like, it was a t- tough job for the judges. I think the right person won. Yeah. I think the right person won the fight. But as soon as they talked about rematch afterwards, I thought, I really don't want to see the rematch. No. It, it didn't work for me. The fight didn't gel. You know for a fact, though, that money talks, mate, at the end of the day. And if that's the best yeah. option for both these guys to go back up to Scotland and do it again. But then do fans want to see that again? I think the Scottish fans would. I think for Scottish fans would pay big money to come yeah. out and watch Ricky the, Burns do his thing. What was the atmosphere like in the Fantastic, arena? fantastic. It looked amazing. A couple of weeks ago, I was there, obviously, for uh, Parker and uh, Huey Fury, and it was a little flat, really. Yeah. And maybe that was because of the style of the fight. I don't know as to yeah. why it was flat. Nobody sells a ticket outside the pay-per-view stars like Anthony Crawler, in my opinion. Of course. And when I'm saying pay-per-view stars, I'm talking Edge, I'm talking Frampton, I'm talking those type of characters, right? But outside of that, then you look at Anthony Crawler and what he does in Manchester, and he does unbelievably well. 12,000, 13,000 people rocking up on a Saturday night for a a fight without a world title or any type of title. Just two former world champions going toe-to-toe with an undercard that was okay. It wasn't lightning. It was all right, wasn't it? Um, just says everything that you need to know about Anthony Crawler. The atmosphere was absolutely booming. The ring walks was amazing. Yeah. And even in the fight... <coughs> Crawler's ring walk was class. Just outstanding. Yeah. And and even during the fight, even though the it was mainly all, it was probably only for a purist, you had to get into the technicalities yeah. of what these lads were doing. It was engrossing. But the atmosphere was still there. People were still going for it and yeah, getting yeah. stuck into it. So, yeah, man, it, I, think the, I think going up to Glasgow probably would be the best option for these lads. Because last week we were talking about... 
um, a fight of relevance, weren't we? The loser doesn't have anywhere to go. Now, when yeah. they started reading the cards out at the end, I was a little bit disappointed, really, because I agree with everything that you said two minutes ago. This was an incredibly close fight. I had Crawler by two rounds. 116-114 is how I scored it for yeah. a Crawler. Just. And he just got over the line, I thought, at the end. I think he just came on strong in those last two rounds. Now, the fight for relevance when we were talking last week means that maybe the loser has a long way back. I don't think he does because Ricky was there or thereabouts all the way through him. It was just a very close nip and tuck fight. Yeah. I think both of these lads, where did they go next? If it's not going to be Luke Campbell, for example, for mm-hmm. a world title eliminator for Anthony or someone else. Terry Flanagan would be the one. Come on. It's not going to happen, but well, we'll, we'll get on dream. To, yeah, well, we'll get on to that in a minute. <laughs> I personally think the biggest money for the pair of these two at this moment in time, because if we're honest... They've been there, done that when it comes to world titles. Is that the be-all and end-all, winning another world title? I don't think it is for them at this moment in time. No. This is about financial security for them and their families. Yep. And I think to myself... It's where, like Bell, you fighting hey again. Where is the money? Mm. Where's the money for these two lads right at this moment in time? And it's probably them again. Do but, you think? But in Glasgow. So, well, that might, that might change it. I just think as a fight, you know, I've watched that fight twice now. and um, Listen, it's not a world it. That's what I mean. I don't want to watch it a third time. I, I, and I don't... I don't think I would be falling over myself to see the rematch or to push for the rematch even. I mean, you know, you are, you've done it. You just kind of cancelled each other out. It was super close. Mm. Unless you've got a world title belt or something become vacant and you can throw it in the mix, then great. Otherwise, it's like, well, I don't understand. Neither of them kind of tried to take a grip of the fight at any stage. Both of them boxed really well. Obviously, Crawler going forward a lot more, Burns a lot more on the back foot. But no point did either of them go, you know what? I'm going to take control of this now. I'm going to shit a bust. I'm going to get, going to get into it, and I'm going to put a, a you know a, a, some pressure on to try and really turn this fight around. Mm. Both of them just thought they were nicking rounds, nicking rounds, nicking rounds. And I don't know how that would change with a rematch because again, there's just so much on the it line. It wouldn't. I think it'd be a very similar thing to what we've exactly. just seen. But I'm talking money wise. People will pay for it yeah. in Scotland. The Ricky Burns fans, he's as well followed as up there as Anthony Crawley is in Manchester. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's what would sell. I think at the end of the day, people would want to see that fight in Scotland. It might not work again in Manchester, mm-hmm. but I think it would work again in Glasgow. Maybe. And then maybe, maybe. we could all go out. To I don't know, New York scene is that matchroom have got a USA thing going on right now <laughs> yeah, for exactly, the rubber yeah. match. Yeah, let's get out there on somebody's undercard in uh, in New York City. We'd fancy that trip, wouldn't we? I, I, but I think, flip that round, no. Either of those guys against Luke Campbell sells. Either of them. Mm. Anthony Collins against Luke Campbell in Manchester Arena sells. Pers- yeah, and After his performance against Linares, you know, Campbell was outstanding. Styl- stylistically as well. Is Luke Campbell all wrong for the pair of them? Well, Luke, well, Luke Campbell's all wrong for everybody, yeah. as he almost boosted against Linares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that, if I was, as a Fife fan from the Northwest, would I rush out to buy a ticket for Crawler Baines too? No, I wouldn't. Would I rush out to buy a ticket for Crawler versus Campbell yeah. in a final world title eliminator? 100%. Mm. 100%. On that then, you mentioned Terry Flanagan's name. We mention it every single podcast where yeah. we mention Anthony Crawler. We mention it to him. He wants it, and Terry Flanagan wants it. However... Yeah. Again, let's go back to business. This has to make business sense. There's no point. The, world, the WBO world title is irrelevant to Anthony Crawler. Mm-hmm. It's a nice thing to stick on top of it. Of course it is. Yeah. But if the numbers don't stack up, yeah. then what's the point in doing the fight? Now, Terry Flanagan is tied to Frank Warren and BT Sports Box Nation. Yeah. Anthony Crawler has got this gentleman's agreement with Eddie yeah. Hearn and Sky and Matchroom. Yeah. All right? For me... At the weekend, we've both been to Terry Flanagan fights. We've both been to Anthony Crawler fights. Mm-hmm. There's only one ticket seller in Manchester, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's irrelevant who's got the belt. It's irrelevant. Let's get that out of our heads. The of belt course. means shit. Who sells the tickets? 
Anthony Crawler sells the tickets. Terry Flanagan doesn't do three, four thousand. No. Anthony Crawler does double... 12,000, he does four times that, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. On his own. Mm -hmm. Look at the undercard at the weekend. There wasn't really an undercard there that anybody would go crazy about. It was Crawler. That's what sold the tickets the weekend in Manchester. Yeah. So for me, the negotiation has to start at 60-40. For Crawler. Yeah. Even though he's a challenger. Even though he's the challenger to the world champion as a voluntary, and it is a voluntary, Terry Flanagan doesn't have to take it. Yeah. It has to start at 60-40 in his favour. Yeah. And where does it happen? On what TV platform does it happen? I think the only way, that, well, that would be the compromise, you see, is that it's 60-40 in favour of Crawler. But we'll but put it on BT. Put it on BT. It's up to, but then Frank's got to make that offer. Frank Warren's the one that's got to say, I'll give you 60% of this pace because you bring all the bums, put them on seats. But to be honest, if I was part of Frank Warren's team, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it, let's do it. Let's Terry do it Flanagan can't get a knock. Terry Flanagan ain't going to sell 4,000 tickets. And he can't get a knock. Who's exactly, he, who's, no who's one wants to fight it? him. Exactly. So bring in the guy that he went to school with, the Man City versus Man United. Man. The, the whole narrative, the story, Manchester's... Because do you know why? I could sell it. If te- I if could sell believe, that. We're a fucking sticker outside yeah, exactly. the bloody arena going, these two lads are fighting. You what? Bang. It's so easy to exactly. sell. Exactly. Piss easy. That's how you get your money to pay Crawler. But also on the back of that, if Flanagan beats Crawler, then Flanagan takes Crawler's fan base. Yeah, he does. Do you know what I mean? That's how it works. You know, fans are quite fickle like that. Mm. You know, they want to... If he beats him, puts on a stylistic performance. People go, go, wow, I've been an anti-Crawler fan for years, but now, brilliant, thanks, Anthony, what a great career. Now I'm going to follow this guy instead because he's also from Manchester. Mm. He's also from my neighbourhood. That's what they're missing out on with Terry Flanagan. That's why I can't believe this fight hasn't happened already because Eddie Earns already said, hasn't he? Just a gentleman's agree. If he wants to go and fight on BT Sport and make a load of money, yeah. I will not stand in But he's way. not going to let him do it for peanuts. Exactly. He's going to get his going to do it for peanuts because it's like, what's the point of going and fighting Terry Flanagan for 200 grand when he's probably just earned three times that fight in Ricky Burns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the point? He's, we, as can, you say, he's been a world champion. Can we just point out to everybody listening, uh, me and Nick don't think that 200 grand seed peanuts. We would take that all day yeah, long. Yeah. However, to the work Anthony Crawler is at this moment in time in his hey, career, that, of course. 200 grand is peanuts when you're comparing it to £750,000 to a million quid exactly it's like tony bell you fighting joe parker for two million quid when he can fight david a for fucking 12 or whatever he's gonna get you know what i mean Mm. so it's uh, at this stage in all their careers it's all about making as much money as possible i think flanagan versus crawler makes money but i think team flanagan and frank warren have got to realize that their guy does is not the a side Mm. even though he's the champion Mm. but he could become the a-side by beating crawler well that's what happens isn't it Floyd, floyd, floyd mayweather oscar del hoya syndrome exactly now, exactly. we look at back at that and you go, well, Floyd's obviously the S-side. He wasn't going into that fight. No Oscar was the pay-per-view star. I think Floyd made about two and a half million. Oscar made about 14 million. Absolutely. But going into it, Oscar was the pay-per-view star. He was the one with the record of pay-per-view buys. Floyd had shit. He had nothing at that exactly. point. He went in, put manners on Oscar De La Hoya, and he won the fan base. That yeah. is how it works. And then we all know what happened. Off the back of that, Floyd Mayweather becomes whatever he becomes, you know? Yeah. And that's what Terry Flanagan has to do. He's got to sell his ass a little bit, get rid of that ego a little bit yep. with the deal. Go, yeah, I'll give you all this money because I'm taking some. your fan base. That's exactly. And yeah, then yeah. you kick on to the next levels of going, right, okay, I'm the boy now. Of course. Now we can go and get Linares. Now we we can go and get Mikey Garcia. 100%. Bring them over it and I'll do it and we'll do that 50-50 because I'm the WBO champion. Yep, Job 100%. Done. Absolutely, mate. Um, just on the undercard, your boy, I know you love him. Oh, I was devastated. Sam Eggington. Um, I was disappointed, mate, with the performance. Well, this is the problem I've got with, with not so much the performance, but the matchup as well. You know, uh, Mamune was such a stylish boxer that, I'll be honest, hand on heart, that was... Oh, once Sam got in against someone that was a real technical stylist that could had good footwork 
and punched and hit and doesn't get hit back. Once he got in against someone like that, he was always going to struggle. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's why I thought he would lose against Frankie Gavin because Frankie Gavin technically should should have done that. Should have boxed the socks off. Mm. The thing was, what he had with Frankie Gavin that he didn't have with Mamune is local pride yeah. and Gavin. Obviously, Frankie Gavin's probably the biggest underachiever we've seen in the last fucking decade. He he thought he'd have to fight Sam Eggington to to, to prove he was the he was the toughest guy in Birmingham, mm. and that fell into Sam's hands. Mm. The difference here was Mamune didn't need that. He come to round. He he arrived in Manchester to box and move and to not get involved with Sam Eggington. And that little cuff and hook and step aside. Just wait for them all night. Mate. It's like, fucking hell, come on. We were sat there. Simple. I was sat ringside watching that, and I was going, I've seen this round before. Yeah, yeah. Last round. exactly what it was like. And it was the same again, and the same again. He was so pedestrian in the way that he was coming in. He was coming in in exactly the same way every single time. And like you said, little cuff in right hand, and he was out round the side. Every single time. And And it happened... Six, seven, eight, nine times in a round. Yeah, exactly. Constantly just picking him off. I was watching it, I'm just thinking... Come on, Sam, you've got to change the game. You've got to step something up. But he looked flat to me, Sam Eggington, as well. That's not what he's usually like. He's usually bouncing everywhere. I spoke to him afterwards. Sorry for uh, rubbing this in. But I did speak to him afterwards. He's not going to be fighting at 147 anymore. He's stepping up to 154. Um, He's just dead at the weight. And that is exactly what I thought during it. Around about round eight, I thought, this is where Sam kicks on now. He's got a great engine, kicks on, and there was nothing. It's like he put his foot down, and there was absolutely nothing there. He was tight at the weight. He looked like he struggled to make the weight the day before. He looked absolutely drawn, mate, like he'd pissed everything out of his body. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that he's made that decision to go up to 154 pounds. Yeah, well, you know, I, I didn't know that afterwards, but obviously I knew at the time that he'd struggled to make the weight, and I'd spoke to him a few weeks ago, and he said that you know he wasn't going to be at welterweight forever. Mm. Um, you got we, we forget he's a young boy; he's still a really early twenties, man. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's still, so he's still growing. Yeah, still course. getting in there, of course. And but for me, it was just like this is what upset me because it was like strike while the iron's hot. You know, Sam is the man in the welterweight division in the UK. We've got matching. We've got this deal with America. That's what I've been saying for weeks. Get Sam to Vegas. Let's see his lights in Vegas. Let's let's end this story or take this story on this mad journey. For me now, Sam Eggington's got to try and rebuild again, mm. and that can be tough. Do you know what I mean? Especially in a new weight division as well, because you know he ain't going to get no gimme fights up at light middleweight either. Mm. You know, but the, the only good thing is. There's good names domestically at like middleweights. There's good matches to be made. Some killers up there. Obviously, the two Liams are the ones that spring to mind, of course. So there's good fights to be made for them. But I, and I just, our boy Fowler, of course, yeah, young Fowler, yeah, yeah, exactly. Fire. But I just thought watching that the weekend, I was like, fuck, I. I kind of felt like I knew this was going to happen at some stage. Yeah. I knew someone was going to box his socks off. I just wanted it to be someone like a fucking Keith Thurman, and then go, you know what? It's Keith Thurman, Sam. You know, your name's up in Leighton, you're in Vegas, or you're in New York. Fantastic. I didn't want it to happen on an undercard in Manchester. Mm. Um, I would like to uh, distance myself as well from Carl Frotch's uh, scorecard. I did get to see his scorecard during the fight, and uh, I I checked social media just to make sure that I saw the same thing that my eyes were telling me that I'd saw. At one point, he had Sam five or six rounds up, and I uh, just clicked on social media, and he was getting it. Every single person yeah. that was on social media going, what the fuck is Frotch watching? Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't believe it, because he was no. sat in front of me. It's not like he was around the other side of the ring seeing something totally different. Yeah. He was sat right in front of me, watching the same fight that I was watching, and he'd scored it in such a dramatically different way that I was seeing. I was like going, is it me? Mm. Wow, man. How, how can, how can, how, again, how can you see something so different 
to somebody else. But then also in the in the main fight as well, he he, he scored quite favourably towards Anthony Crawler for a lot of rounds where all Crawler when it was nip and tuck. It was it was very close. But again, it was Crawler on the front foot and Eggington was on the front foot. Maybe that's what Froch likes. Like, of course he does. That's maybe, how he fought. Yeah, maybe. He defended shots with his face, exactly. mate. That's what he did. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all he wants to see. Like, whoever's on the front foot, if it's close down... If you're I'll running at your opponent, you win. Yeah. No, yeah. Carl, Carl the, the, there's other styles. Do you right hooked everywhere. Carl, do you remember when uh, Andre Ward schooled you? That wins as well, <laughs> right? That, that's okay. You bastard. <laughs> yeah, but that... Oh, that listen, <laughs> you know that I love Froch yeah, He yeah, is yeah. the epitome of a British fighter. I absolutely adore the guy, right? But come on, let's have a little bit of uh, decorum here, my friend. There are other styles that can win yeah, fights. It was uh, Floyd Mayweather's made a career out of it, mate. Of course, it was. Uh, I was disappointed for Sam and disappointed for John Pegg, who I love to bits. Yeah. Uh, he's such a nice corner team, and as you say, the good thing is he's young. He can mm. come again. The problem is he's going to have to come again now. He's no longer up at the top of the tree and calling shots with with big names. In might be position. totally different at 154 though. Might feel a bit fresher. Yeah, exactly. Hope so. Mm. I hope so. But I think um, you know, there's there's the big fights out there for him. That's the good thing. Mm. Conor Ben looked mint, didn't he? Looked great. He was the for me. He was like the standout performer. Um, he just looked sensational. He looks like a killer. Um, he's ruthless. I like his attitude as well. Like when I've never had the privilege of being around him and chatting to him and just to get inside his mind because I, w- I went through a period of not liking him and it was only because of social media mm-hmm. getting on his social media I know he knocks about we O'Hara Davis and this is again pre-meeting O'Hara Davis you yeah. automatically put them all in the same boat don't you, you go oh set of clowns these two look yeah, at them yeah. but then you get to I met O'Hara Davis lovely kid and every time I see uh, Connor Ben interviewed, chatting, he's very grounded. Yep. He seems to get it. Mm-hmm. I'm learning. I'm going through X, Y, and Z. Yep. It's not about obviously living off my dad's name and all that type of stuff. I, every and every time I see him perform, I start to like him more and more and more. I want to go and see Connor Ben do his thing. He reminds me of his dad, which obviously he of would course, do. Of course, of course, he, he yeah. moves like him. He punches like him. He even talks like him. He moves his head like him when yeah. he talks. And he doesn't give a shit when he's there. in there. He's willing to take one to throw two. Exactly, yeah. And I like the way he pays respect to his dad with the start of his ring walk. Is the same as well as Bong. dad and all that stuff. You know the big Ben going and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. So uh, yeah, man, he's a talented kid, and you know he's going to be the good thing. He's so young though. Yeah. It, you've got to keep him grounded. It's like, just out of his teens, man. It's crazy. Let's forget. Crazy. It, them prison tattoos make him look about 40, <laughs> doesn't he? He looks like a gangster from East LA with them dodgy tattoos he's got. But the good thing is, that's why I liked it the weekend when Eddie was like, he's, he's like a kid on Christmas morning. Just want to tell you something now, little exclusive for Connor. He's going to be fighting in America next. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and he's like, ooh, I'm going to New Jersey. It's yeah, like, great. It's great the way he dropped that. But the good thing is, they can take him to America. He can fight in America in a completely different style, completely different environments, have a whole different experience. But he can still fight guys at this level because mm. with British sports fans, of course, you know, you see him, you're blowing people away. He's up to, he's 9 and 0 now, Connor. And people are like, oh, come on, then Central Area now, Sudden, no. sudden Area title. He's no amateur English pedigree. Title. He hasn't done it. Exactly. So the beauty of being able to take him to America is you can keep him fighting guys at this level very much club-level fighters for a while because he's a baby. You know, this is not a kid that's come out of the Olympics Games. He's, yeah. not, he's not Anthony Fowler, yeah. most decorated British amateur boxer we've ever seen, who's now come into the, the pro game and, and, and can skip up the division straight away. This is a young kid with no amateur experience. Yeah. He needs two or three years just to develop his boxing skills. But in terms of talent alone, mm. he looks good, man. No, absolutely. Um, Tony Sims as well, great coach, great coach. Like no, him. really good. Perfect person to steer him through, you know. Absolutely. A couple of other little points. Um, did you catch uh, the British title fight, Ritson? Yes. Fucking hell. Yeah. 
mate, I was speaking to um, a Geordie that was in the arena at the weekend, and he's like going, the local news don't talk about him, the local papers don't talk about him, this don't talk... I'm thinking, why? Yeah, exactly. If he was a Scouser man on our Radio City talk show, he'd be on every week. He looked absolutely a million dollars. So I told the kid, make sure you subscribe to Find Disciples Podcast. We're going to talk about him on Tuesday's show, mate. Make sure you're all about it. Ritson looked a million dollars. Obviously, the kid that he was fighting... Um, was uh, Dave Colwell's boy. So I was kind of like, yeah, because I'm biased, I was in Dave Colwell's corner. But when the fight started, I thought to myself, who's this lad? He looks a million dollars. Um, timing, sharp, technically brilliant. He looks like he can, he's got a whack on him as well. Yeah. Fantastic, Ritson. Well done, mate. In the, in, in the game, we'll be keeping an eye on you, mate. I know, exactly. It's become a, um, it's like a little bit of a hot potato, that British lightweight title now, isn't yeah. it? It keeps changing hands, of course, after Scott Cardle got away with murder against Masha Dodd. Then he lost it, of course, to uh, to Robbie Barrett, and then Barrett loses it straight away here to Ritson. It's uh, it, it's become an entertaining little belt to follow. But, but yeah, you know what? I've got friends and, and family that live up in Newcastle, as you know. I spent some time working up there a few years ago. And it, it baffles me how they're not all over this kid. It absolutely baffles me because it, Newcastle is a city that is obsessed with sports, and they love fighting. They love fights, but boxing especially. And, and MMA is huge up there. But I can't believe they're not all over this kid. Mm. I thought he looked brilliant at the yeah, weekend. Absolutely did. brilliant. And they were wearing black and white fucking shorts. Come on, exactly. what, how much more of a journey do you need in there? <laughs> no, yeah. Come on, son. Get all over the kid. Eating peas pudding between rounds That's and it, fucking... Man. Nuki Brown and Nuki Brown and everything. <laughs> Doing fog on the time ring walk. What more do you want, man? How are you? <laughs> um, I'm delighted for Hosea Burton as well, mate, because we saw his confidence absolutely shattered by Frank Bullione yeah. after beating Frank Bullione, but then getting knocked out in dramatic style in the last moments of that particular light heavyweight fight to lose his uh, British belt. Yeah. He needed a statement. And yes, okay, the standard of opponent isn't up to the standard of Hosea Burton, but sometimes you just need to go in there and get the confidence back. And i tell you something, he was brilliant. He went in and just blew his opponent away. Brilliant. Well done. Get straight back on the microphone. Call Frank Bully on his name. Let's do it. Let's get it straight back on. Well done, lad. Yeah, and you know what? The guy was unbeaten. So he's fighting an unbeaten opponent. So there's loads of risks involved there as well. So the fact that he took that fight and did what he did was phenomenal. But listen, we can't sign off on this show without, as well, just mentioning Sam Hyde. Woo! And what the hell went on there? Where's his knee gone? Because obviously I watched the live broadcast, so I didn't know what was going on Man. until I seen you, the picture you sent me. Ugh. And you were like, yeah, I arrived. He was in a wheelchair when I got here. And he continued after that. And I was like, what the hell? Mate. It was like a... Dislocated his knee. It looked unbelievable. Anyone hasn't seen it, it's on our social media. Yeah, ping it up there, yeah. It's frightening. Well, I, I retweeted it this morning, actually, in one of the Fight Disciples messaging back home. Great, that's breakfast in the bin. Thanks very much. Because <laughs> it will turn your stomach. Don't look at it while you're having your sandwiches. Mm. But I tell you what, the kid's got... Obviously, we met him. We went on to Joe's gym. Yeah, he's a good kid. Spoke to the kid. He's a nice kid and all that. He's got big ambitions. But to continue fighting after buckling your knee like that... For two full rounds. And then to win, you know, take the win away. Unbelievable stuff. No. When, he, when I arrived, like I said, he was coming out in the wheelchair. I thought, has he been sparked? Because that was his first fight under Joe. Joe, and I'm yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. Has he been knocked out? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And Joe seemed really chipper as he walked past. Like, he's like going, all right, mate, how are you? I'm going... You're all right. You, you, your fighter's in a wheelchair. Like He clears off, and then it was only when I got to ringside that somebody showed me this picture, and I went, oh. 
absolutely minging. Like you said, he's got balls of steel, that kid. He's either got balls of steel or he's a nutter, he's right? A, he's around the bend. Yeah. yeah, for wanting to carry on. Fair play to him, man. And he did and obviously got, got himself the that victory. Yeah, yeah, he'll be exactly. out for a bit, though, I should imagine, uh, as he gets his knee put back into place. And uh, It looked it, horrific. I don't know. I, I'd love to have seen the fight. I wish... Just click it back in. Put that back in, Sunshine. Well, let's get no, back on. Joe, yeah, he's just popped it back in. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> Stop messing. Get on with it. What's the matter with you? It's all right. You can't see it, lad. It's all right. It's around the back of your leg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where's my kneecap? <laughs> I've got it here in the bucket. Don't worry about it. Anyway, well done, Sam Hyde. Brave as an ox, um, getting himself that victory at the weekend on points. Fighting on after uh, doing major damage to his knee in the fourth round. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Okay, that's Manchester fully wrapped up. Now... Can we go over to Germany, please? Shit, because man. I want to talk about the guy who... Listen, this guy two weeks ago went on social media and said, Callum Smith, favourite for World Boxing Super Series after a performance like that. Are you joking? And I thought, aye, aye, young Chris. Fucking hell. You know what I mean? It was a good performance against Scotland. I, I, I liked it. It was. It showed me a side of Callum Smith we haven't seen before. Yes, I do believe he's the favourite. <laughs> I couldn't do any anymore, mate. How good did Eubank Jr. look? Mate. Against, by the way, let me just get it in there. Against Yildirim, yeah. the take that nobody wanted, yeah. that he didn't get, he didn't choose Yildirim, he was left with Yildirim, yeah, yeah, so yeah. this was the least favourable opponent for everybody. Yeah. And he obliterated him. Unbelievable. And not only that, in a cauldron of fire, mate, because mm-hmm. all week he's been getting it tons. Yes, all right, he had to go and fight in Germany, so he isn't at home even though he was the seeded fighter. He's gone to Germany, and they've turned half of Germany into blooming Galatasaray's uh, home ground, mate. Yeah. It was absolutely pandemonium when he was making that ring walk. Fair play to him, because he did not give a shit. Nope. Even at the press conference, when uh, Yildirim's manager's kicking off with one of his team, I don't know if you've that seen it. mental, did you see all that? Yeah, man. I don't know if you've seen any of the coverage of this. This is bonkers. I fuck your wife in your bed. I fuck your wife in your bed. But look at... Eubank Jr. I know he doesn't even blink. Doesn't give a shit. No. Just sits there and goes, fucking hell, whatever, lads. You know what I mean? Ring the bell. All <laughs> right? That's but the- even Yildirim, to be fair, even Yildirim was like that. The two fighters yeah. were the coolest people at that press conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the corner team as well. It was certainly Yildirim's corner team that just completely lost it, didn't he? He was unbelievable, Eubank Jr., in that moment. Then he does the ring walk when they're chucking stuff at him. They're yeah. shouting, die, die, die. Literally, this, I'm not winding you up. This is literally what was going on. There were signs on the way into uh, the ring saying, welcome to hell and all that type of shit. <laughs> I'm thinking, look at him. He's got his British flag on. He don't give a fuck, this kid. He yeah. is made of something else, that boy. Mm-hmm. Making his ring walk, gets in the ring, and within three rounds, he's basically just set the world on fire. The whole world has now gone, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, exactly. If you thought he was a joke previously, and listen, we've got to hold our hands up, man. We've had a little bit of a dig on this show at, at certain times, whether yep. it be uh, the way that they've conducted themselves through the business side of it, yep. or whether it be through his... T- I don't think... Work ethic, we've always been a big fan of. 100%. He absolutely grafts his balls off. It Technic- was the power we questioned. That's it. Has he got one punch knockout power? Has 12, he got 12 it? stone? Has he got it? That's all, that's all we've been questioning. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy that likes to, uh, through accumulation of punches, get them technical knockouts. But does he knock kids out? Yeah. Fuck me, Chris. Absolutely yeah, yeah. unbelievable, mate. That was unreal. It was, yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, it was the manner of, it was the brutality of the knockout as well. You know, he caught him strong 
and he just didn't let him off the leash. And it was like a gun show in the middle of the ring. And Yildirim obviously is tough as fuck. He goes into this fight himself, 16 and 0. You know, an absolute monster. Everyone's terrified him. 10 knockouts on his own record. Mm. So he fancies himself as a puncher. So when he gets hit and he stumbles into the middle of the ring, his reaction is to just, I've never been here before. I'm just going to swing because if I catch you, you're going. So what does Eubank do? Step in and start swinging as well. And it just becomes a gun show. And then he connected with that left and right. And I just thought, fuck. The left, hell. the left Woo-hoo. on the chin is, honestly, it's poetry. Yeah. Slow it down. Yeah, Watch yeah. it in slow motion. It is absolutely unreal. Then, right, the way that he operates at the knockdown brilliant it's like you motherfucker yeah yeah you're doing everything that i dream of doing exactly you've knocked the kid out and you're standing there like a cocky conor mcgregor type motherfucker yeah, you're yeah. stood there going i'm the boy lads of course and i know i'm the boy well, this, obviously we all remember that's what senior used to do he used to knock fellas down and just stand there didn't he and strike a pose to do that in that moment, to Out, have to outrageous, to be so cool in that moment, see, it's like brutality and rah, shots go bang ding on the chin, and then just to go completely and utterly chill yourself out in that second, just to go strike a pose, ain't getting up, it's not a problem. Whereas yeah. most kids will run for the neutral corner, yeah, they'll yeah. celebrate, they'll pat, you know, they'll, they'll be hanging over the guy still waiting for more yeah, shot. The adrenaline, adrenaline takes yeah, yeah. over. To be able to just kill the butterflies in that moment, to just steady yourself completely, calm yourself, when the entire arena's now got pandemonium, yeah, yeah. and just be like, mm-hmm, I just did that. Do you know something? Fucking I, impressive. I think that the way that he reacted to it is even more chilling. Yes, the performance is chilling. Don't get me wrong. That knockout is outrageous. But because he doesn't do anything, and he yeah. stands there, looks over his opponent, yeah. and obviously all the pictures and all that type of stuff. Thank you very much, Chris, by the way, for uh, this week's... Uh, episode picture you look amazing yeah he does but just because he does that i wouldn't want to fight that motherfucker because he's got a screw loose Mm -hmm. you look at him and you go shit he is ice yeah you don't want to you do not want to be fighting some dude that has no emotion yeah that's it in it you can you can utilize and you can uh you can get on top of somebody's emotion you can get under someone's skin exactly he has shown this week you can't get to him. Can't intimidate him. You can't intimidate him. You can't get underneath his skin. You can't yep. do fuck all to him. And when he gets in the ring, he's obviously got something about him to be able to deal with it himself. He's a machine. Outrageous. Mm-hmm. Favourite for the super middleweight crown? He is now, yeah. For me, he is. He's got to be. You know, listen. That hurts, doesn't it? We've, it we've hurts only seen, because we're, we're Callum fans. Well, of course, we've only seen two rounds of the super middleweight tournament so far. Don't get me wrong. We've obviously still got George Groves and and Jamie Cox to come this coming weekend. I expect Eubank Jr. will be in the corner. Or I'd like to say, I'd like to think he's going to be ringside because he's going to face the winner. And then we've got Jürgen Bremer later in the month. But right here, right now, I thought Callum Smith was great, but Eubank Jr., that was just phenomenal. That For me, mm. that was a statement that says, he's made I'm this, here. He's made for this tournament, isn't he? Oh, with the way that he's they made stand for on, the platform. Yeah, but with the way that they stand on the auditorium exactly. at the start. He, he it's it. Eubank Jr. shit. He's made, he's made for this platform. Mm. It made for it. And uh, the only, listen, the only disappointing thing at the weekend in terms of that fight was people had to pay a tenner for it. Yeah. If that was on ITV4, man, it would have fucking done mad numbers. Yeah, would have done really well. And the and the watch again, put it on the next day because people had gone crazy for it. Exactly, because mm. of the manner of the performance. And sadly, this weekend, you're going to have to pay if you want to see uh, George Grove's take on Jamie Cox. Now, this could be, it could be a cracker, but then it could be a real damp squib as well. I'm going to be honest. It's, yeah. it's one or the other. I don't think there's a great area with this no. it's going to be either absolute flames or it's going to be really shit I hope that it's going to be flames because the whole of this world boxing super series bar last week 
has really been unbelievable. All the yeah. main events have been absolutely unbelievable. And I just hope that this one does. Um, the Salons have come out, by the way, and said that the semi-final between either Eubank Jr. Uh, and Groves or Eubank Jr. or Cox. Cox will definitely take place in the UK, which is a great thing. Well, I too, didn't it? They're going to take it outside of Europe. Outside well, they of took the him UK. out. They took him out of the weekend. No, no, but he was fighting a guy, a Turkish guy with a big following in Germany. So that kind of made sense. And he couldn't have done three of the quarterfinals in the UK. So, mm. I, you know, I kind of expected that. They can't do, you know, three Londoners or a boy from Brighton against two potential Londoners mm. anywhere but London, let's be honest with you. I think it'll probably go back to the event, Wembley Stadium, which has got the event this weekend. I think Groves Cop- or Cox yeah, yeah. will go back and they'll fight Eubank at Wembley in probably February. Um, but if I was, you know, obviously Groves and Cox, all they're concerned about right now is each other. But I think both of them will have seen that the weekend and thought, fucking hell. That's a fight. And that's a fight you don't want to go into in February after having a war here. But unfortunately, I think this is a war because I think Jamie Cox, as nice and muffy as he is as a kid, he's I game, think he only it? fights one way. He's game. He's, he's brutal. He fights. He, he gets in the middle of the ring and his tactics go out the window and he just wants to brawl. And I think George Groves, where he is in his career, I think he's going to have to... He, has, he hasn't got the, the fleet of foot and he's not fresh enough to just outbox Jamie Cox for 12 rounds anymore. I think at some stage, this is going to become a bit of a scrap. I, th- I expect Groves to win. I expect Groves to probably win by about four to five rounds. Mm. But I think it could be a little bit of a bloody mess. And I think that could play into the hands of Eubank Jr. Who, let's face it, is fresh as fuck after the weekend. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Uh, don't forget, if you want to get yourself some uh, fresh togs, you can do via our clothing partner. Luke1977.com is the website. Use this code FDLR15. You'll get 15% off. Just thought I'd throw that out out there for you, just in case you're thinking of uh, treating yourself at some point this month. Uh, Now then, um, at the back end of last week, we had it confirmed that Wilder Ortiz was officially cancelled by the WBC. I don't know why it took so bloody long. Maybe they were just waiting for the convention to get over, uh, which was obviously happening over last weekend. It has now been cancelled. Uh, they've had a look around to see if anybody can actually fight uh, Deontay Wilder that hasn't been popped for drugs before. Uh, the answer is no. no. <laughs> uh, so therefore, uh, they've gone with the geezer that uh, got popped uh, the furthest away. They've gone with back to Bermain's Um who uh, will be stepping in um, to take on Deontay Wilder once again. I'm not asked about this fight, I'm going to be honest with you, because Wilder's already bingled him around the ring once and he's been and he's failed a drugs test, so I'm not really that asked. Exactly. This Stavern is, uh, I think he's lost another fight since they fought anyway. So I do feel for Deontay, you know, because how many times has he now put himself on the line to fight what you would class as a real contender for that WBC belt and then they've all been popped You've had Povetkin, you've now had uh, Ortiz, everybody yeah. was talking that he was the main man. Uh, Stiverne's been popped previously. I mean, fucking hell, you look, at the, you look at the pool of talent that's available for him to fight that's clean and you think to yourself, what's the point? He needs a, he needs a headgear more than ever now. The heavyweight division's just, just become a bit of a joke, hasn't mm. it? You know, Stiverne's got this fight on the back of a two-year suspension. He hasn't fought in two years. Mm. He's been out suspended for two years. He's come straight back into a world title fight against the guy who, the fight before... He beat him. He, he beat him and beat him convincingly, boxed his socks off, had him all over the place. That's how poor the heavyweight division is right now. That's how much of a shambles it is in. Mm. And you know what? Fucking hell. It just wouldn't surprise me if Pulev got popped before this fight with AJ as well. Because that's just the way the sport is right now, the heavyweight division. It's a fucking joke. And it could actually... Long term, it could impact on AJ's actual legacy and yeah, what think, he's going yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. because he's in a he's in a time when everyone's at it and they're all getting popped for it. So who's he going to fight? 
the the Wilder's the only fight out there. Fury can't get can't get clear of anything. The UKAD are doing whatever they're fucking doing, dragging their feet still. But if they're going to suspend them, suspend them or whatever, just get, crack on because Huey Fury and Joe Parker are levels below where AJ is anyway. The only the only saving grace, I think, for AJ this week, and it sounds mad because he must be 70 now, was Vitaly was talking about coming out of retirement to fight him. Vitaly Klitschko said, it was my fault that Vladimir lost the fight. I gave him the wrong advice. We need revenge as a family, and if Vladimir wants to retire, maybe I should come back and fight Anthony Joshua then. And I was like, yeah, fucking go ahead. <laughs> even, even though you're 50, I'd rather see a clean 50-year-old Vitaly going yeah, against AJ point. than a, you know, some, some drugged-up Eastern European. No, that's a great point, man. Um, I don't know if you saw at the weekend, Kel Brook was doing a little bit of a sportsman's dinner and he called out Amir Khan. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Seen that. Let's do it, man. Uh, fucking hell, let's just do it, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. You know, better, better him than Billy Joe Saunders mm. calling out Amir Khan. Yeah, absolutely. Why, why did Billy Joe call Amir? No He's idea. He's a I had a, not a do Amir is a welterweight. Yeah, and an inactive one. He hasn't yeah. even fought. Ugh. Anyway, speaking of uh, Amir Khan... Uh, sorry, Billy Joe Saunders. Mm-hmm. Um, there's rumours knocking about that David Lemieux um, will be fighting in Canada before the end of the year, yeah. and Billy Joe Saunders will be offered that fight. What do you reckon? He won't take it. No, I don't think he'll take he, it. He won't go to The Canada. money would be have to be astronomical for him to go they to Canada. They do get good money in Canada, though, because uh, Lemieux's got a good following. Mm-hmm. But to, to go over there and defend his world title mm-hmm. uh, you know, in Canada, certainly with what Frank's trying to build with BT Sport and stuff, I'd be surprised if they go for that. Mm-hmm. As you say, the money would have to be really good. But then, you know, who else is around? You know, Daniel Jacobs is tied up with Matchroom now. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. fight ain't going to happen. And you've obviously got Triple G and Canelo. There's Cotter. Going to wait until next year. Is Cotto going to fight Billy Joe? It's a bit of a mess. A bit of a mess at this moment. I can't see time. Cotto's mm. f- final fight of his career being against Billy Joe Saunders, even if it is for the world title. Mm. Um, Rigo's been on his social media. We know that he's fighting Lomachenko. He called that out. He will, at some point, be stepping back down in weight uh, because he wouldn't mind coming to Ireland to face Carl Frampton. Fancy yeah, that. That's a great shout. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Fancy a little bit of that pie. I've seen Rigo on the pads. He looked uh, nice and fresh. Mate. I've never seen him going fucking forwards before. Same. He looked good. Same. <laughs> Let's hope he does it against Loma. That he could won't. Be... No, he won't do. He'll he be won't. back on that back foot. It'll yeah. be just in the corner rolling his shoulders around as he normally does but doing it very very well Uh, speaking of the lighter boys Andrew Selby won at the weekend unanimous decision in his WBC eliminator Um, as I've said on previous occasions has he got power don't know but he's a bloody good boxer to watch yeah very good yeah he's chip off the old block isn't it him and their kid Mm. it's just a shame he's so small you know it's tough to get Five fans interested in this flyweight division, isn't it? Let's be honest with you. So, mm. but uh, but yeah, good performance, very good performance uh, against Flores, and uh, it just I'd like to know how many people actually seen that fight. You know, I don't know how many. Not with the weekend of boxing that we just had. That's what I mean. That's the problem. You see, mm. when you're going up against other big events, it's mm. uh, you know, is his career moving further along? Because is anyone even tuning in? I don't know. Mm. Um, Jeff Horn update, just a quick one for you. Um, Jeff, 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 watch, Jeff, watch. Um, <laughs> Australian news outlets are reporting that Jeff Horn, Gary Corcoran, <laughs> is being reported for the same weekend as Hair Bell. You, yes, what a weekend we've got lined up. Can we get back in time? That's all I'm saying because obviously we've got to go and watch Jeff. Fuck yeah, Tony, yeah. Sol, yeah. Sol's mate. <laughs> We're off to Brisbane to watch Jeff defend his crown against a kid that nobody's even heard of in the UK. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, he's supposed to be doing that on the morning of the 16th here in the UK, so it'll be the 15th. Mm-hmm. 
technically in Australia, and then obviously Bell UH will be the 17th of December. Action packed weekend. It is, yeah. Action packed yeah. weekend for the WBO. I can't, I can't see the that being in an open air arena. Oh, fill it up, fill it up, man. Fill it up. Probably a local sport. Jeff Owen, mate, tell you, he's the local hero. He's going to be riding in on a blooming donkey. It won't be no open air arena. I'll be the local surf club. That fight will be at now. Mm. Um, we'll keep you up to date with that because that's what Australian news outlets are saying. Nothing's been confirmed as of yet, but we will uh, we'll get that nailed on for you. All right. Uh, now, quick one this weekend. Get your uh, calendar up. Mark this down. Yes, okay. It's not happening in uh, the UK, but over in the United States of America, there's some absolute barnstormers uh, going on with five a- world title. Fights. Mate, it's crazy. Um, five. One man that you're more familiar with because uh, you probably followed Carl Frampton's career. Leo Santa Cruz is back in the ring. It's odd. This I'm going to be honest with you. It's odd uh, because it's supposed to be him and Abner Mares. That's what's mm-hmm. supposed to be happening. They've agreed the fight. Yeah, it's supposed to be happening in March of next year. Why? Just do it now. Why? Why? Why are we taking these other fights? And you're both fighting on the same bill. You're obviously both fresh. You're obviously not injured either. Are you? Why? Why are we waiting? I don't yeah. get it. It is weird. It is weird. Obviously, Marez is fighting for the WBA belt, normal WBA world title this weekend against Gutierrez, <laughs> and Santa Cruz is defending the WBA super world title up against against Chris Avalos. It's like, but it's uh, they've already said. We'll both do this, and then we'll fight in a unification fight in March. Yeah, to eradicate that, the, those excess WBA what? belts. It's like, why? Do it you, now. I'll tell you what, I've got an idea. You two drop out. Why don't Santa Cruz fight Marez for the undisputed belt? Gutierrez fights Avalos yeah. in a semi-final. Yeah, yeah. And then the winner fights the winner. No, no, it, no. It's no. fucking mental. Because that's not sensible, Nick. Yeah, no, exactly. Listen, you just laid it down in layman's terms, mate. Exactly what they're after is uh, we want to wet your whistle a little bit by showing you what could happen, yeah. and then we're going to flog it to your big time on pay-per-view HBO at the start of next year. That's what we're going to do, all right? Crazy. There you go. I just feel for Carl Frampton because, obviously, he kind of like frozen out of two big fights there. Mm. I don't know. You know what? Kind of now, I want the wheels to fall off a little bit. I want Gutierrez and Avalos to win. Just to fuck it all up. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, well, if you're going to be stupid about it, you know, what's the point? If you're going to go, why would anyone pay to watch that the weekend when they can wait until March and go to see the actual final? The actual real fight, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. weird. And also, they're in major competition. I know they're happening on different sides of the Atlantic, so therefore there is a time difference with these yeah. particular fights. That's California, that one. Yeah, so yeah. over this side, um, Brooklyn. in Brooklyn, I'd tell you something, mate. The entire super welterweight division basically is Bob, on parade. Bob B- Beefy and uh, Liam Williams, who yeah, are fighting yeah. each other anyway later on in November. Yeah. Uh, the entire... Uh, uh, Super welterweight division is on parade, like you've just said. Bar um, the belt that uh, Miguel Cotto currently WBO, holds, yeah, everything's on the line. Pretty much, all yeah. the marbles are on the line. Exactly, in three different fights. Exactly. So you got the IBF belt, Jarrett Heard against Austin Trout. Very good fight. The WBC belt, which is Charlo Jamal Charlo against uh, Erickson Lubin, mm. and then the IBO and the WBA Super belt. Yeah. Between Alessandro Lardi and Terrell Gouch. Lara, for me, is the best out of the lot out of them. I know that uh, we've got a little I like Charlo. bit. Well, we've got a penchant for the Charlos at the moment, mm-hmm. aren't we? Because every time they fight, they give us a high, highlight reel knockout. The corkscrew uppercut is uh, currently going round. They must sit round the dinner table, those Charlo twins, and go, right, I'll tell you what, um, tenor that I can't knock this kid out by doing X, Y, and Z. And then they go in there and, uh, and then perform it yeah. because they are putting on some serious performances at this moment in time. And I, every time they step in there, I'm dead excited to actually watch them do their business. But the trout fight this weekend is probably the the more, yeah. no disrespect to the fighters, but that's the one that I've got my eye on the most. I think that's the most competitive fight. 
Yeah, I think on paper it probably is. I like that Ericsson Lubin who's fighting Charlo, though. He's undefeated and he's got a, a shitload of knockouts. That's the good thing about that fight. Someone's always got to go. Uh, Austin Trout, obviously, we were, we were aware of him and his, pre- you know, yeah. his, his previous world title endeavours. But that Jarrett Heard, th- this super welterweight division, for me, this is the best division for American boxing, yeah. you know, like where the UK are dominating so many areas right now. But this super welterweight division, this is where the real golden generation right now of American boxing is. Mm. You've got so many young African-American guys that are completely dominating in this weight class. And there's so many amazing fights for them to make. But this, uh, you're right, that Jarrett Heard, he's, uh, he fights out of Maryland. He's undefeated as well. He's 20-0 with 14 knockouts. You know, he's a WIBF champion. Austin Trout, massive step up for him. Tough test. But listen, the, again, this is kind of like a miniature version of World Boxing Super Series. In fact, it's a, another version of what we're getting in California yeah. with the featherweight belt. It's like, it, it makes perfect sense. This is what, I like the way boxing's going at the moment because as a fight fan, you go to this, you go, okay, here's six of the best super welterweights on the planet putting three world titles on the line. Do you have three winners there's a logical fight between at least two of them for a unification fight. The, the only problem is, um, Erisandi, Lara and the Charlos, mm-hmm. they work out the same gym. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, to be able to unify, you would anticipate that they wouldn't unify. Yeah, they, Maybe some, like the other Charlo twin has cleared off up to 160 pounds, hasn't he? You That's know what right. I mean? Yeah, In yeah. order to give himself an opportunity to win more belts because his mates had the other belts, so he couldn't yeah. really fight. His mates and his brother had the other belts, so they couldn't necessarily fight at 154 pounds. So you'd anticipate that the winner of Lara and the winner of Charlo... If it is Charlo and Lara, they wouldn't fight. They go for the win of Heard versus Trout. But you look the other way. Or when we anticipate Miguel Cotto... Gives up the WBO. Then Liam Smith, Liam Williams get in the mix for that. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a unification fight there with a geezer from Britain. I mean, what an opportunity for either of the Liams to come through that and take on one of them. That's a good thing for both of those Liams, though, is that there's belts... There's not one person walking around with all these belts. There's there's options. There's lots of options out there, and they're um, all a similar age. There's no the, yeah, there's yeah. no guy out there that's dominating. They're no, all no. of a similar age. Mm-hmm. They're all young, hungry. Okay, there's different styles in there because yeah, obviously yeah. we know what Beefy does. We know what Liam Williams does compared to the Charlos and the Laras and of this world. Um, but I think all those styles, as I look at them now, all those styles make great matchups. You've got yeah. guys that can box on the back foot. Guys that are pressure fighters coming forward. Lovely on the inside, lovely long and rangy for some of them. There's some great matchups there. Yeah, I think we say Lara's the best because he's been around the longest. He's probably the oldest, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I think he's, he's only ever lost to Canelo and Paulie Williams, people like that. So we we know who he is. He's been around for a while. The rest of them, as you say, young, hungry, Can I just undefeated point out? fighters. Can I just point out, so. right? You say he lost to Canelo. He didn't fucking lose to Canelo. He got bummed, mm. is, what, is what happened that's in that particular fight. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's probably why I'm judging him as one of the best, because I've seen him fight since, obviously, slightly before and since that Canelo fight, and I thought to myself, this kid's fucking unbelievable. Really, yeah, yeah. really good. I'm surprised that he hasn't actually moved in weight, actually, yeah. to further his career. But we're going to see, mate, because, like you said, they're all young, they're all hungry, they're all, there isn't an undisputed. No. And I'm sure that at some point, the certain... Um, mandates are going to come in to try and force some type of uh, unification or uh, undisputed situation. And I read somewhere as well that all five of these fights are on UK TV as well. Yeah. All these world Box Nation have it, got some. I think Sky have got some. Is it? I thought they were all on Box Nation. Maybe, maybe they might one. be with the time difference. Actually, I might yeah. have read that wrong. Just actually. because one's on the east coast, one's on the west coast, I think they're literally dovetailing together. So you haven't even got to change channel. You're just going to get spoiled for choice this weekend when Look it comes you, to eh? big You'll fights. be sat there with your vest Can't and your kex on. Can't wait. I'm going to send the missus out. Send her out for the girls' night out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Go.
Go and treat yourself, love. There's a tenner. Exactly. There's a tenner. Go Take and the girl to Nando's. Go and get yourself a glass of Prosecco. Yeah, there you exactly. go. You can get, get on that. Uh, so there you go. That's your action pack weekend. Uh, loads of world title fights stateside. Keep your eye on George Groves. Yep. Um, Groves Cox. What was your shout on Groves Cox? Obviously, I said I believe George will probably win on points. I think George will just be too strong for him because um, Jamie spent the majority of his career at lower weight categories. George is a proper and he's a big uh, super middleweight and he's absolutely massive. Yeah. So I think he, just because of that, I think he will come through. I can see him stopping late on. I can see him stopping Jamie late on. I know Jamie's tough as old boots, but I can see maybe eight, nine, ten, something like that. Uh, George getting the stoppage. Um, you bank in the ring afterwards for nose to nose, do you think? I don't know, mate. Never, never want to miss an opportunity. To never make want to miss a Snapchat, is he? He's never want to miss an Instagram opportunity. If, if young Chris isn't there, old Chris will probably old Chris do will it. be there. You He'll know do what it. Mean? He'll be moonwalking He'll into the, the ring, buzzing head to head. Yeah, no absolutely. Um, so keep your eye on that. That's what you can get in the UK this weekend on ITV Box Office, which is a shame, of course. Um, and then obviously turn over to uh, uh, Box Nation. I think, think it is Box Nation. Yeah, we'll for, have to clarify for that, those probably. awesome uh, five world titles that are uh, on the line. And then the week after, we're going to be getting stuck into previewing an unbelievable unification in Belfast. First time. First time mm-hmm. there's ever been a, a world title unification in Belfast. Mm-hmm. Burnett, we've all fallen in love with, yeah. against ZZ Tops, Ricky mm-hmm. Atten's boy. Triple Z. Uh, the IBF and WBA, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Bantam and Weight Crowns are going to be on the line. And I've no doubt one of our mates, Mr. Butler, might have uh, one eye on yeah, that. Yeah. Going to be sensational. Um, like I said, you can subscribe to our podcast very simply through iTunes. Please get yourself on our website, fightdisciples.com, for all the content that we knock out on a day-to-day basis. You can also follow us on all social medias, at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want some togs, go to our clothing partner, loop1977.com. Use the code FDLR15. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.